for Birdland and Beyond. Welcome back to Bleacher Birds. My name is Jimmy, and my co-host, the cunning linguist, the quintessential stud muffin, the man who puts the you in you-who, the GM of Mass and the snow miser of Maryland. He had his man passing touchdowns as Patrick Mahomes in this year's Super Bowl and didn't get tackled half as much. He's Equalizer, the anti-bubble boy, and the guy who washes his car the day before a snowstorm. He's the Ravens' number one wide receiver, the Boondock Saint, passenger 37, the Georgia Peach, twice over, he's Matt Cousin. Mr. Bean, shut up and take my money, no weapon formed against him shall prosper, he's the Road Dog, and the Dean of Ball So Hard University, he's a KBO enthusiast, A1, he's a kitten whisperer, and cicada killer, gas, Big Papa Pump. He stands at six foot four, which is a hell of a lot taller than five foot six. He's the anti-Altuve, Maverick, the number three starting pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles. His ice cream machine is always working. Yes, I'm talking about the Beach Boy, Matt Gardner. <laughs> it sounds you- like a record. It sounds like a recording every week. Yeah, well, you know. I gotta make sure you're not cheating that. And you're not hitting the hit the play button. No, I promise you'll you'll always be able to tell similarities. That one hundred percent is uh is authentic. So, uh, Matt, how are you, my friend? I'm okay. I'm a little tired after a couple long road trips. Uh-huh. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't to the beach, so I'm not the beach boy yet. Uh, but I'm all right, man. How are you? <sighs> you know what? I'm ready for a vacation. <laughs> hey, I got a uh, I got a vacation coming up next week. Um, next Friday, and I will be gone for a wholesome uh, 10 days, and it is going to be absolutely glorious, my friend. I, I cannot wait. I'm ready for it, and um, I'm just ready to be sitting on the beach with my feet in the sand and nice ice-cold Coca-Cola Classic uh, in my hand, you know? Yeah, man, ten days—that's a long time. That's a good—that's a good amount. Yeah, so uh, you know, it's uh, unfortunately uh, Coca-Cola Classic, not something you can get at Camden Yards anymore. But uh, they—we will certainly have a cooler full of them at the beach. Uh, anywho, my friend, uh, most recently, anything I've been up to is uh, going to the O's game, uh, hanging out there in center field with uh, the hot Irish wife. And uh, Alyssa and her friend, uh, and well, like her friend Chase, not my nephew Chase, but her friend Chase. Uh, and we'll go ahead and give him credit, uh, right off the bat. He was willing to go ahead and give up his bobblehead, he went to the game for free and uh, understood that basically he was a placeholder so that we could get an extra bobblehead. Uh, my wonderful mother was kind enough to buy us tickets to that game and it was great because they were 70% off uh, because of Trey Mancini's performance in the home run derby. So we were able to go there. Uh, We went for free, but the tickets were bought cheap and uh, your Jim Palmer bobblehead, my friend has been secured. It has been secured. I know that is wonderful news. You, you told me that before. I mean, as great as that is, the first thing I was thinking was, what is wrong with this Chase guy, man? He doesn't want a Jim Palmer. You know, he's a, it's a younger generation. They don't necessarily, uh, they're not aware of Jim Palmer's greatness. So, (laughs) 
And in in all honesty, I think he was just uh he was just trying to have a chivalrous moment, uh, where he could uh just go ahead and uh, I don't necessarily know if he's trying to get in good with me or get in good with Alyssa, but uh, yeah. So, anyway, oh, I see. He's huh? trying to put in. He, I see. He's trying to get on your good side, but I, I do appreciate it. I do appreciate it. So thank you, thank you, Chase. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, look at that, Pedro Severino homers on a uh, fly ball to center field, and big fat DJ Stewart scores. So okay. uh, it is five to three. Oh wait, Ramon Urias scores as well. So five to three, my friend. Five to three. Wow, they're coming back. I turned it off. I was. <laughs> Yeah, well, time to turn it back on, my friend. Say, game on. Game on. Um, um, and you know how superstition is. As soon as I turned it off, they started playing well. So, I got I to gotta leave it off. All right. Fair enough. Um, so, Matt, why don't, we, uh, why don't we talk a little ooze? Hey, we've got the, like I said, say the bobbleheads have been secured. So, that's fantastic. Um, you know. Now, the question is, are you intending to go to the bobblehead game on August 7th? On August 7th. It is the uh, Oriole Bird Mascot Hall of Fame. Bobblehead. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because he made it last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there, man. If I'm in town and there's a bobblehead, I'll be there. All right, folks. So uh, we'll, we'll see if we can get an update next week on where Matt will be sitting. So you can go ahead and uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and... Uh, uh, let them know that you're a big time fan of the podcast, and uh, yeah. So, anywho, uh, Matt, I just mentioned Big Fat DJ Stewart, and I'm amazed that he's in the lineup. And it looks like he did the most productive thing that he's done in the past three weeks, and he walked to get on base before uh, Pedro Severino hit that home run. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about Big Fat DJ Stewart right now, my friend? <laughs> I think I've been saying it this whole time. I don't know why. I mean, I think I, I do know why he's on the team, but I, the only reason he's there is because Santander is, is constantly, what was it this time? Did Santander get, did Santander get COVID again or something? Um, he was placed on the COVID list. It wasn't officially announced whether or not he tested positive for COVID, but he was put on the COVID list. Uh, so therefore, yeah. Yeah. And that's the reason. Realistically, probably did test positive for COVID, but um, again, that's just uh, uh, me guessing. That's the only reason BFD, BFDJ is out there, right? Yeah, I think so, and uh, I'm glad that they're keeping Ryan McKenna up because I do like seeing him in the outfield. I do like seeing uh, what I saw last week with him uh, running from third base to home in a scenario where I don't think too many other people would have been safe. Um, so it was good to see him go ahead and uh, score the game-winning run. It was good to see him hit his first major league home run. Um, McKenna had a, a pretty good week last week, and that was good to see. Uh, DJ Stewart, on the other hand, is hitting. Let's see. Let's take a look. Give it a look. See here. See what we got. He's hitting a whopping two oh six. And Chris Davis like numbers. Uh, but his last seven games, it has it has bumped up. It's been two twenty two. Uh, those seven those seven games have probably been over in like a month span, though, right? Yeah, four hits and eighteen at bats. I mean, I, I just four hits and eighteen at bats. So then there's a was a bit of it a fourteen at bats that he got out, and he struck out eight of those. So he's striking mm-hmm. out more than fifty percent of his outs. 
So yeah. I don't know yeah. if it's well, worth for anybody, but it, it, he's just for people that need to be playing their way on the teams right now. DJ Stewart is playing his way off of this team. What What did he do? Did he do something specific? Because we talk about him all the time. But he did. Did he do something specific that like pissed you off this time? He's just terrible. Um, it okay. seems like every time he comes up, he's he's striking out. He's making outs. Um, I hate seeing him in the lineup. Say originally when uh when I went to the ball game the other day, he was in the lineup. I commented that you know it go figure. We go to a baseball game and Austin Hayes is out of the lineup. And who's he out of the lineup for? Oh, big fat DJ Stewart. <laughs> the good news is by time well, there that's what it is that's what well, happened the good news is by time we got down to the game we were waiting in line uh the lineup had changed and Hayes was put into that game okay good so uh so yeah so we did get to see Austin Hayes uh Austin Hayes play and then um actually say a little something that I forgot so we got our bobbleheads from that game and uh the center fielder and right fielder usually go ahead and warm up together and then after they're done playing catch, they've been just tossing the ball into the stands. Uh, so that game, uh, Cedric goes ahead and tosses a ball up, and I see it coming in my general direction. Uh, so I go ahead and I leap over top of uh, three other uh, college-age gentlemen to go ahead and get my hands on it. And uh, it bounces off my hands, but I see it start to fall just to the right of me. Uh, so I don't have any time to land, so instead I just literally just fall to the ground, and as I'm falling to the ground, I'm just feeling around for the <laughs> baseball. Uh, and I got the uh, I got the baseball, my friend. So uh, all right. So we got a warm up ball from the Orioles. Uh, of course, I had to give that to Alyssa because uh, Austin Hayes touched it, and um, that was uh, that was non negotiable. She was taking that baseball. Yeah, you need to put that thing in a case. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe, uh, maybe see if I can't get Austin Hayes and Cedric Mullins to autograph it. That would be fantastic. Oh, uh, one day. Yeah. Hey, so can you guys if, autograph this ball that you played catch with? There's no like spider tech on it or anything. Uh, not to my knowledge. No, it, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't feel sticky at all. Um, it doesn't have any haze glaze or anything of that sort on it. <laughs> uh, so. Oh my god. Well, you know, I mean. He's, Sometimes the batters go ahead and use a little pine tar, or sometimes, uh, you know, it it gets warm out there, and sometimes you gotta go ahead and adjust the old jock strap a little bit. So, you know, it's possible there there could be some haze glaze on the uh, on the ball there. Well, now you took it too far. I was just imagining him taking that hat off and running his fingers through that weed that's on top of his head. Oh man, he cold hair. He's got to do something about that. But anyway, I, I thought that was the haze glaze you were talking about, that all that jelly he puts in there. No, 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 my friend. Once again, you expect me to zig. I will zag every single time. Uh, so, anywho. Um, so, Matt, what do we think about Ryan McKenna becoming the uh, fourth Orioles outfielder, um, potentially even for the future? I mean, you've got um, Cedric Mullins in center. You've got Austin Hayes in left. Um, Santander and Wright, who may or may not necessarily, I mean, he's gone after this year, right? I think he's gone after this year. The Santander? Yeah. I don't know. He didn't really light it on fire this time, did he? No, he I didn't. Think we're seeing... I thought this was his, uh, I thought this was his contract year after arbitration. His injuries just keep coming back. He keeps getting on the, the, I, the IL, man. 
Yeah, and the thing is, we've got all of these uh, all of these rookie outfielders that we're drafting. I mean, we just drafted uh, a couple more this year, so we just keep on just flooding the uh, flooding the system with outfielders. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, Mullins I think has cemented his spot, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but I think Mullins has cemented his spot as center fielder. I think Hayes. Um, still needs to prove that he can play a healthy season because I think I don't necessarily think he's on the hot seat, but you know he's in dangerous, dangerous Nolan Rymold territory of when <laughs> he plays, he can be streaky and he can be streaky good, but man, he he spends more time uh, on the injured list than uh, than he does playing the game. So uh, I I just need this young man to go ahead and stay healthy and go ahead and, and show uh show us what he's got. Yeah, we're gonna play we're gonna play a little uh role reversal here, like I guess. You're right. The, his problem is the injuries, but when he's here, mm-hmm. uh, I will get I will say he's at least more consistent than Santander. Yeah, I would say so. At least this that's, year certainly that's well that's that's fair enough, my friend. I will uh, I will take that. <laughs> Yeah, but he he um I think he's he's got he's got a couple of years left to prove himself. <clears throat> but I I like Santander. I like him a lot. But you're right. He gets injured more often than Hayes. And this might have been the first time Cleveland was right about something. <laughs> so uh Matt, you, you you mentioned Cleveland. Uh, we may as well just go ahead and talk about this right now. We'll get back to the Orioles. Matt, how do you feel about the Cleveland Guardians? <laughs> Uh, why don't uh, why don't you go first? Uh, I, I want to hear. I want to hear what you say. I I think it's uh, I think it's kind of lame. I think uh, Cleveland had an opportunity. Um, and you see a lot of Cleveland fans on social media talking about it that they had the perfect opportunity to go right back to the Cleveland Spiders, which was their former name, like. Years and 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 years ago, um, but they had the opportunity to go back to that, um, which it seemed like Cleveland really wanted to. Um, but then to just go ahead and choose the Guardians, it, it just it seems like a uh, I don't know. It seems like a stretch. I mean, I understand that we've got the Angels in Atlanta, and um, you know, I mean, even the Marlins in Miami, but. Yeah, I don't know. Guardian seems pretty weak to me. Um, you know, also keep in mind that we've got uh that we've got two teams named after Sox. But um, you know, it, with that being said, Guardians just it seems kind of weak to me. Yeah, uh well well first of all, the Spiders it's kind of cool. I hate Spiders, but that is kind of a cool name, but doesn't that just sound like a minor league team? What's that? The Spiders? Yeah, and you can imagine like a cartoon spider being their logo. So I can just imagine that being like a minor league team, which is which is cool. But I will, I don't mind, I don't mind it as much as everybody seems to like hate the Guardians name. Okay, yeah, I don't know if you heard about this, but Cleveland already has a roller derby team called the Cleveland Guardians. Oh, do they? They do. So I think they're already in talks of like possibly lawsuits, all kinds of stuff going on. Ooh, so that may not work. So as much as you hate it, it might be gone. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. See, I just, uh, I just hope they don't necessarily become the Cleveland Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> well, wouldn't that have been better, though? Yeah, I don't know. 
Um, either way, I'm not a I'm not a fan of it. Um, I think they could they could have done so many better things, but honestly, Guardians isn't the worst name that a Cleveland team has. I mean, you've also got the Cavaliers there, uh, and then you have the Browns. So, <laughs> um, I I think I would go ahead and rank the uh, rank the Guardians in between those two, and and the Browns still being the worst possible name. Oh my goodness! I didn't even think about that. You're right. Now, why are we complaining about Guardians when they got the Browns running around? Right. Like literally, like literally, that everybody thinks of crap when they think of the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, and but the whole thing is, it's not because of the uh, not because of the team name. It's not because of the color. They just think of crap because of the Cleveland Browns because they're so terrible. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, you remember the name you came up with for them? What was that? A while ago, you wanted the Cleveland Rocks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been amazing, but we didn't even think about this. The Colorado Rockies already kind of have that locked down. That's true. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All right, Matthew. Um. Well, they're coming up with the uh, coming up with the Orioles. They don't really necessarily have a whole bunch of things to jump into, but there's something that's going on this week that's uh, got a whole bunch of different rumors floating around. It's trade deadline week. The trade deadline is Friday, and uh, you know the Orioles do have a couple of potential pieces that could be moved, regardless of how bad they are. Um, we do have some uh, certain players that are definitely definitely. Uh, getting some calls about. Mm-hmm. So, why don't we jump right into this? Uh, Mass and Rock went ahead and reported that uh, Trey Mancini was pulled from the lineup today. Um, said that he was pulled from the lineup. Let me go ahead and see if I can't pull up this wonderful old tweet here from Mass and Rock. So, uh, Massim Rock, Rock Kubako, uh, goes ahead and tweets out at 2.37, Trey Mancini had been removed from tonight's lineup. Uh, he's said to be very emotional in the clubhouse, and he's on the move, O's fans. Hashtag Birdland. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, this uh, this account, it, this sounds very, very familiar. So Rock Kubako in the name, Rock Kubako in the picture, um, and at Massim Rock. So at M A S. M R O C H M A S M R O C H. This just never gets old, does it? it? These kids are just having way too much fun with themselves. Um, you know, first it's banana slap dick, then it's a uh, B more center, um, and now whoever is at Massim Rock. Um, not quite sure who this person originally was. Um. But currently, they're still Rakubako and at Massim Rock. They'll probably be reported, <laughs> probably lose their account. Uh, we'll see. But um, absolutely ridiculous. Trey Mancini has not been taken out of the lineup. He's playing right now. Um, mm-hmm. He is currently not on the move as we speak, Wednesday night, 8, 12 p.m. Um, he's still on the Orioles. Uh, but that being said... He is an interesting chip, isn't he, Matt? Yeah, he is. And I, I mean, yeah, I did see him playing tonight. But as you were saying that, I was just thinking, 
all the trade offers were going to start coming in. But I guess I didn't really think about it until I heard you start saying that, that if he actually did get traded, how much that would suck. Man. Yeah. I mean, the guy that goes through all that, like goes through some pretty rough teams, goes through what he did last year, comes back, and then he just gets traded away. And then we never, never in a or uniform, uniform again, probably. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That'd be terrible. The face of the Orioles, especially this year after all that's, that's happened, that great showing in the home run derby, and then we just trade him away. Yeah, so Trey right now, he's hitting, what, 268 with 18 home runs. Um, unless he goes ahead and bashes another one as we speak. He's actually up at the plate right now. Um, but hitting 268, 18 home runs, um, you know, it's a, it's a little bit higher than average, and he's definitely got the power. Uh, there are definitely some teams that would be interested in him, I think. And, I mean, if you look at this Orioles team and you look at the future, uh, I think you've got your first baseman of the future with Ryan Mountcastle. And we talked about all of the young outfielders that are coming up. I mean, is there really a side DH and mentor role? Is there really a role for Trey Mancini on this team in the future? How dare you abandon him after this year? Home run Trey Mancini. He's up to 19, my friend. Did he really? He just homered. And listen to you. you is there really a role for this guy? That was. <laughs> uh, you couldn't have set that up any better. Really couldn't have. <laughs> and you want to see this guy get traded? Yeah. Well, I don't necessarily want to see him get traded, Matt. I just, I feel like he could get traded. If, again, if you go ahead and you look at the future, look at the future of this team. Um, you know, you've got all of these outfield prospects. You've got first baseman uh, in Ryan Mountcastle. Uh, you know, DH and rotating first baseman is really the only spot for Trey Mancini on our team. Yeah, I'm saying all this, but if somebody were to offer a, an everyday second baseman and maybe a starting pitcher, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say, I'd say pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah. So we, we don't want to see Trey go in our heart in our hearts but I mean if if a deal lines up if a deal makes sense but it's amazing all of the uh, all of the interaction that happened from this Twitter account uh, that went ahead with a fake tweet um, you know Orioles Twitter basically lost their mind over it and mm-hmm. if that should serve as a little preview to uh, maybe Mike Elias of you know, if this happens, this is going to be the reaction you can expect from Baltimore. Um, yeah. I went ahead, I went ahead and took a photo of it and sent it to my father. Uh, and my mother responded back about two minutes later, <laughs> saying, "This has got to be fake. This can't be real." So she knows she's wise to Twitter already. Oh yeah, yeah, but uh, but she was upset over it as well. So it just, you know, Baltimore's going to lose their stuff if uh if Trey Mancini gets traded but realistically again if it's a move for the future kind of gotta do it just cold-hearted business talk right there but um I don't know man I I, I agree it, it, it'll just be too tough to see it this year yeah so I'm on that side let me ask you about this one um so Trey Mancini we both say could be traded um 
What about Cedric Mahomes? You think you're getting some uh, getting some phone calls for Cedric Mullins right now? Oh, I'm sure you are. I'm just they're just probably trying to decide whether they're going to be three to four years or they want to be good like next year and the next two years or whatever. Right. So Matt Cedric, I, I did a little check on this. So he's actually under contract until either 2025 or 2026. Yeah, uh, wow. He's making absolutely no money this year, no money next year. Um, so obviously teams are going to be clamoring for something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but is this something that you want to go ahead and let go? I mean, we're talking about 2025, 2026. We're talking four or five years down the road. We're supposed to be competitive in 2023. Yeah, we've got all of these young guys in the outfield. So if we move Mullins. Um, you know, one would assume that Hayes becomes the starting center fielder, the everyday center fielder. Um, and then you just go ahead and bring up another outfielder in your uh from your farm, but you're not going to replace Mullen's abilities just like that. You know, you're creating, yeah, yeah. you're creating another hole in your lineup. You're not necessarily filling it with a with a rookie that's going to take right over for him. And even Austin Hayes, you know, as much as I love Austin, he too is not necessarily filling that void that Mullins, uh, Mullins would create if he went off the team. But mm-hmm. what would it take for you to even consider a Cedric Mullins? Well, I didn't realize how long they had him under contract. So, yeah, they're, they're probably planning on him being like the centerpiece to that outfield. Yeah, building around him. It, it would take a team to like break the bank for Cedric Mullins right now for five years, and he's not getting paid like was he, he's getting paid like uh what is it like major league minimum or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it would take a lot for him to not be an Oriole. I mean, too much for any team to actually consider. I think. Yeah, it, it'd just be foolish for any team to give up what it would take to get him right now if he's under contract for five more years. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't necessarily foresee that one coming. I'm sure they're getting plenty of calls about him. I could see, uh, again, I could see the Mancini trade happening. There's one more trade that I could potentially see happening, and uh, that would be uh, my personal uh, personal favorite, uh, Philip J. Paul Fry. So Paul Fry could potentially be on the move, man. I mean, he's had a uh, he's had a hot season. Um, you know, everybody's obviously looking for bullpen arms. And um, Fry could definitely go ahead and fill that uh, fill that need for somebody. Yeah, and those are the two names we've been hearing like for the past month, like Paul Fry and Tanner Scott. Mm-hmm. So if they keep talking about them like that, like trade rumors and all, I, I think it's a pretty good chance we see one of them leave. Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't necessarily expect it to be Tanner Scott. I think he's got uh, a few more years left on his contract, so I don't necessarily expect it to be him. Um, mm. I think Fry moves, but I think Fry moves before Scott. Yeah, and he's a lefty, right? So that's always more enticing. Absolutely, always a uh, always a need for teams. Yeah, so, Matt, it's the trade deadline Friday, four p.m., five p.m., whatever it is. Who is not on this Orioles team um, after the trade deadline? Who are we going to lose? I just convinced myself it was Paul Fry. 
Paul Fry. So everybody else stays, Paul Fry is gone. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's what's gonna happen. Okay, well I say we go ahead and we place a little wager on this, my friend. Say because <laughs> I think I think, and I don't think it's popular, but I think Trey Mancini is gone after uh after the trade deadline. All right. All right. That so is now, rotten. If Mancini doesn't get traded away, then you win and I win sort of because then all of a sudden I've still got you know, we still got Trey Mancini. So even in a loss, I feel like I win. It's a win win, huh? Absolutely. So all right. Uh anybody else? I don't think there's anybody else on that list there. I don't think there's anybody else enticing. I don't think there's anybody else that's on the move. Um, any other big All-Stars, not necessarily Orioles, but any other big names you expect to move during this trade deadline, Matthew? Um, I heard the Padres were trying to unload Eric Hosmer because his contract's ridiculous, right? Yeah, see, they've been <laughs> – some people have been talking about Eric Hosmer for Trey Mancini. I'm just like, why? Why? No, that's silly. That's, silly. That. that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so the Padres are definitely trying to unload Hosmer. Um, maybe they're trying to unload Hosmer and pick up Mancini. You know, uh, maybe. Manny maybe Machado awesome. was getting all boy chummy with him during that home run derby. Not sure. That'd have to be a three-team trade, though, because you're right. There's no way the Orioles are picking up a big contract right now. Yeah. Matt, you got anything else Orioles-related? No, that's it. I'm just glad. Well, I do want to say I'm glad they swept the Nats. It's always fun to watch. Always good to win the uh, win the Masson Cup. Uh, I know there's people out there that they say, like, the Orioles are their uh, American League team, Nats are their National League team. Mm-hmm. I don't buy into that, man. I do not like the Nats. No, not at all. And I uh I proudly uh proudly root for the Braves over the Nats any time, any day. Yeah, the Nats are one of those teams it's like just like the Boston Red Sox and the Yankees, it's like whoever ends up on the Nationals just in my eyes just becomes like a jerk. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? It's just weird how that works out. Well, and you know, with Nats fans being jerks, um, it's safe to say <laughs> that They'll never know the simple joys of a monkey knife fight. They'll never know the simple joys of a monkey knife fight. So what'd you bet on this? What'd you bet on this week? We're we're gonna talk about tonight, my friend. We're gonna talk about tonight because uh I, I dropped the ball. I, I thought that I had a winner here, and, and I've dropped the ball already. Um, so, more or less, um, more or less 20 times, Jorge Lopez, less than four and a half strikeouts. Uh, he only got two before he was lifted, so that's a win. Uh, Trey Mancini, more than one and a half total bases. He's got four already with his home run, so that's a win. Uh, Cedric Mullins, more than one and a half hits plus walks. He's currently got one, so uh, he's really, really close. Mm-hmm. And then I took the Marlins uh, Duval for less than one and a half runs plus RBIs. He's currently got zero, so that would be a win, my friend. And here's where I done dropped the damn ball. Uh, mm-hmm. The Marlins pitcher Holloway, I had more than four and a half hits allowed. Well, he was just taken out after giving up his fourth hit. Ooh. 
So uh, he gave up his fourth hit. He struck out Ryan Mountcastle, and then he walked DJ Stewart. And um, so now he's going to finish his game with four hits as opposed to four hits allowed as opposed to the four and a half. So I took the over on that. Uh, really, really dropped the ball on that one. Um, but as we know, say we only bet light on that. So only a couple of jelly beans. But um, And wouldn't you know it, DJ Stewart screwed you again. <laughs> that's, that's what he does. I, I, well, <laughs> DJ Stewart and Ryan Mountcastle, I just need a hit from either one of them. But uh, <laughs> It's it's all good, Moon Fryer. All good. Say mm-hmm. once again, just a couple of jelly beans there. Um, but why don't we talk about this big one here, say, because as you were on vacation I couldn't help myself and text you and let you know that one, we got your uh Jim Palmer bobblehead. Uh but two, uh that my monkey knife fight bet had absolutely hit. So once again, at the Oriole game, Orioles versus Nats, and um uh, I go ahead, so you can place a monkey knife fight bet on game time as well, so you could take like a home run derby with multiple games going on. Uh, So that's exactly what I did. And, uh, nope, hold on, I went back too far here. I seem to have a lot of of, uh, monkey knife fights with San Diego Padres in here. I wonder why. I I wonder why. So, anywho, um, July 24th. Uh, you know, Matt, sometimes you need to just, if if you're feeling something, you, you just need to go with it. So, we're at the Oriole game again, so you can go ahead and take a uh, home run blast on multiple games on the same time frame. And I saw basically a murderer's row of potential home run hitters all lined up for the same game and went ahead took a chance and i bet for 1.5 a goal of 1.5 so you know that means two home runs are needed and um i wagered a couple of jelly beans uh wagered a couple of jelly beans and uh bet on fernando tatis jr uh, Vladimir Guerrero and Juan Soto to combine for 1.5 home runs. That sounds like a pretty good bet, doesn't it? Uh, those three guys, sure. Yeah, Tati, Soto, and Guerrero Jr. It's a that's a pretty solid bet. And um, Tati went ahead and hit his home run in his first at bat, so that was already a lock. Um, so I'm keeping an eye on the uh, Blue Jays game, and of course I'm at the Oriole game, so I'm also uh watching the Oriole game, and Juan Soto goes, I believe, 0 for 2 or 0 for 3 right off the bat, and he comes up for either his third or fourth at bat, and um, the Orioles replaced, uh, I had a feeling that he was going to go deep because Matt Harvey was in. Uh, The Orioles went ahead and took out Matt Harvey, and they replaced him with, I believe, and I could be wrong, I believe, was it Tanner Scott? Uh, I'm not sure. Not sure either. Uh, I believe it was, though. It was somebody that was firing the ball in there at 98 miles an hour. And, the, you know, the problem with firing the ball in at 98 miles per hour is the only way that that ball gets any faster than 98 miles per hour out of the pitcher's hand is when the batter hits it. And mm-hmm. uh, that exit velocity must have been like 114 miles per hour. Uh, Juan Soto goes ahead and hits a bomb to left field 
uh, for that second necessary home run for our monkey knife fight bet of the week. <laughs> uh, needless to say, uh, the fans around me were a little confused when I, wearing an orange Hawaiian shirt, started jumping up in the air saying, go, go, and then cheering after Juan Soto hits a home run off of the Orioles. <laughs> so, uh, now again, it didn't matter at that point in time. The Orioles were at 5 to nothing. It was a 5-1 to one lead. So it's a win-win. Uh, Soto hits a random home run that doesn't mean anything towards the game. I go ahead and cash in on my jelly beans with my monkey knife fight. And it's a win-win. You know? All right, well, you you better have won a, a lot of money on that one. Well, I don't know about any money, but I know Maybe. I won a lot of jelly beans. All right, well, good. That's the only way it's worth it. Yeah, five five times the jelly beans I put in, my friend. Oh, boy. Five times the jelly beans. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. All right, gang. Well, thanks for joining us this week on uh, Bleacher Birds. Uh, if you need to go ahead and reach out to us, you can reach out to us on the Twitter. Uh, Matt handles the Twitter account of at Bleacher Matt. He's extremely active. He's on there every single day. Um, I handle the Twitter account of at Bleacher Birds. Send all of your hate messages, all of your... Uh, all of your praise messages, uh, all of uh, all of your messages in general, uh, to at BleacherBirds, or you can email us, BleacherBirds at gmail.com. Um, and with that, Baltimore, Birdland, and Todd. We'll see you later. All right, see ya. Ladies and gentlemen, focus on the game at hand. Nobody cares about other games that are going on. Nobody cares about what you had for lunch. Nobody cares about what you had for dinner. Nobody cares about your Pokemon cards. 